We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is up, everyone? It is Tuesday. It is November. It's the 15th of November. I realized I have like four people who I know with birthdays today that I need to text in a few hours. Uh, it's the morning grind. We're talking some basketball. we got a nice little five-game slate, and I'm going to butcher your name, TJ, so I'm just going to call you TJ. How you doing there, Perfect. TJZ is a lot easier than TJ's Zwarich, so that's no problem at all. I, when I was teaching, I'd get... Uh, it, since it was Canada, get kids to call me Mr. Z or Mr. Z if they preferred to make it easier on them. But yeah, we got a fun little five gamer. Um, I always like this four to eight game range, and that's finally what they're starting to give us after this 12 and 14 and 15 game bombardments they've been firing on us lately. And so I'm looking forward to getting into the size that I feel a little bit more comfortable with and finding some strong plays for us today. Yeah, yeah, five to eight games is kind of the perfect sweet spot, and I think everyone agrees on that. I mean, anytime you get 12, 14 games, it's, it's so much worse for gambling because I have to look through everything extensively. And then I think it was, what, last Monday um, where we had 15 games, and I, I think I had close to 80 bets and pretty much uh, 
three years mortgage on the line. <laughs> and I'll say a 15 game slate is even worse when you're doing content than when you're not, because I've only been doing this content stuff for about a year now. And the 15 game slates felt like nothing to complain about when I could just not look at it all day, tune into grinders live and crunch time and have somebody else break it down for me. But when I got to be ready to break it down and there's 15 games, that is, that's a lot, uh, a lot to take in. So this, this little five gamer is a nice little uh, reprieve. Yep. Yep. And it should be, should be a fun one. There's, there's two games that I'm, just falling in love with and we'll get to those soon but let's just start off with the first game here we got memphis going up against the pelicans um realized i didn't have dk sportsbook open uh one and a half point spread no total so far in this game desmond bain is doubtful it looks like jaron jackson is going to make his year this year debut um so we'll and then over on the pelican side zion is questionable so we'll start off with the Memphis side of things. Obviously, Bain's been out for a little bit. Morant's been injured here and there. Um, but Morant's back. Decent match versus the Pelicans. Should be a close game. Who are you looking at for the Memphis side of things? So especially if we get some news of uh, on the other side with Zion questionable, if he's out, this could be a fun type full game stack scenario. But even if not, I think you got to like – a lot of uh, Memphis guys on this side. I don't think it's Jaron Jackson Jr. season yet. Like, even where he's a little bit cheaper on FanDuel, he's 5K and you can um, 5.1 and you get that steel block bonus. Like, maybe if I was running 150, I'd consider him unless we get some type of words. I mean, we're going to get, what, 20 minutes out of him? I feel like we've had this multiple times in his career where Jaron Jackson – is injured for an extended period of time and they bring him back. I mean, they're going to in all likelihood make the playoffs. So anytime he's been gone for an extended period of time, um, I feel like they're, they're going to bring him back. Probably my guess is 20 minutes and 20 minutes, even without Bane in the lineup at this price tag, I feel like isn't really going to get it done. No, I agree with you. It's a just because of the type of ceiling player he is, it's the type of situation where if I was playing 150, maybe I'd put him in two or three lineups that are optimal plays everywhere else, and then just like a super low owned JJJ in there, but already too much time spent talking on a guy that I probably don't want to play. So it's really all about John Morant and Dylan Brooks. John Morant is the big key top spend here and then especially on FanDuel where Dylan Brooks is $5,200 I think he's a top play over there as well yeah I don't hate that I mean Brooks I I kind of just don't like Brooks maybe because I love Desmond Bain so much he's, he's gonna go in there he's gonna eat up a bunch of bunch of uses without Bain in there Dylan Brooks you ask him who the best player on the team is and Dylan Brooks will say Dylan Brooks um so I don't hate that. I mean, just the amount of volume, the fact that this is going to be a close game, I don't mind that. But yeah, J- or Triple J, probably not a guy I want to go with. Morant, he's going to get his pretty much every single game, has 60, 70-point upside. The problem is that there's one or two other stars on the slate, but realistically he can end up above them in raw points, and he's significantly cheaper than the two of the other main guys on the slate. Outside of that, I mean, minutes will open up a little bit for Contra, but – I don't know if I want to use him. Obviously not a massive usage guy. He had a decent game last game, but nothing special. 4.9 correct. I think that's a few plays on the slate that I can go with. 
The other side of the game, the Pelicans. How are you approaching this? Obviously, Zion bring sitting or playing. Zion could be in play if he is in there. If he's not in there, obviously, huge usage hole for um, the Pelicans. Ingram, McCollum, J-Val will get a big boost. And then Nance will likely end up with a decent amount more minutes. How are you handling this if Zion sits and if he ends up playing? If he's in, I have interest in one player in this game. If he's out, I love, love, love this entire team, and I will be trying to get overweight on all of them. So if he's in, and then the person who will still be my favorite player if he's out is Jonas Valanciunas. There's simply one thing I look at when deciding whether or not I want to play Jonas Valanciunas, and that's is there a center that is big on the other team? Will he lose minutes in the fourth quarter when the other team goes small? And facing Stephen Adams, Jaron Jackson Jr., Santi Aldama, there's all the minutes in the world for Jonas Valanciunas, especially if uh, Zion Williamson is out. And so he's a strong play on DraftKings at 7200 And then on FanDuel, where he's $6,200, I think I'd consider him in cash games. And if he's not going to be highly owned, he's just my favorite tournament play on the slate at $6,200. Like, if Zion's out, he could 10x that salary. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, J-Bell, we know they can put up massive points per minute. You're right, going up against three guys that can will be in the game pretty much the entire time. If Zion's not in there, then they pretty much need him in there to guard Triple J or anyone else. I mean, obviously, Nance can come in, but he's not really the biggest guy in the world. If Zion's out, I think Nance deserves a little bit of consideration here at 4700 I think that's a little bit too cheap. Herb Jones probably... Not a guy I want to use. He went on that streak where he was playing pretty well and shooting decent volume. But I think even if Zion's out, he's not going to really have a huge amount of volume. And then if you want to throw in game stacks, Ingram and McCollum both get a decent usage bump. Without Zion in there, both of them can go off for 50-point games. They're saying at 85 and 7,900 respectively. So I don't mind either of them if Zion does end up missing. But, yeah, if you're if Zion plays, then it's kind of J-Val. Or I, I don't really have a problem with playing Zion in the spot. I mean – he can still put up a big game at pretty much any given time. And if Jaron Jackson Jr. is guarding him, he can get a handsy. Zion can go to the line a few more times. So, yeah, right there with you. Moving on to the next game, we got the Clippers going up against Dallas. Clippers on the second end of a back-to-back, so no injury report there. Uh, Dallas side of things, really nothing important. So let's start off with the Clippers, who I have, haven't gotten right in years. So I'm going to leave this fully up to you because – I can never seem to get the Clippers right. I don't honestly even think we need to spend much time talking about them on a thing like the morning grind because Clippers just do the craziest things with resting guys at times. And so if everybody is in outside of Kawhi Leonard and John Wall against a slow-paced, good defense like Dallas, I don't really have any interest, especially not on DraftKings where Paul George is priced up over 10K where he's 9-4 on FanDuel. I think you can always play Paul George. But uh, 10-4 on DraftKings, I don't really have a lot of interest. Morris, Jackson, everybody's priced where they should be. Where things get interesting is if Reggie Jackson sits on a back-to-back, Marcus Morris sits on a back-to-back, Robert Covington sits on a back-to-back, and all of a sudden you get a bunch of minutes opening up for somebody like a a 3,800 Luke Kennard into the starting lineup with more usage or Terrence Mann starting at the point guard position, whatever it is. That's when I think 
the Clippers get somewhat interesting, but if everybody's in, it's George on FanDuel or it's nobody. Yeah, I mean, second time of back-to-back, we don't really know who's going to be in, who's going to be out. It could, it's the Clippers. We never really know. Obviously, if George ends up sitting, then it makes half these guys great plays. Um, and yeah, you're right. If Jackson ends up sitting, man could potentially be very much in play. They run such a wide rotation with so many players that it's tough to really rely on anyone, but when someone ends up missing, then that opens up some minutes. So, I mean, night before, just go check out Grinders Live tomorrow. Go read up the grind down. Go do any of that. When we have news on it, could potentially open some stuff up. But as of right now, it really doesn't look like there's too much I want on the Clippers either. On the Dallas side of things, I mean, I can't really find anything outside of Luka and Dinwiddie, and I'm fine with both of them. Both of them, Luka can put up an 80-point game at any given time. Dinwiddie's been playing pretty well recently, putting up solid outing after solid outing. It's not the greatest match in the world going up against the Clippers, but still, even with a small total in this game, both those guys can drastically outplay their price tag. You can play Luka, you can play Dinwiddie. I don't know if I'd want to play them together, but even still, they've been putting up big games together lately. Uh, other than that, it's nobody. Luka's going to be tough to get to if we don't get some value opening out with, up with some injury news, but... Even so, I uh, I like Luka Doncic uh, today. There, a value piece that you mentioned briefly in the very first game of the night that I kind of forgot to touch on is Conchar. I don't think as I'd want to play on on DraftKings, what FanDuel, he's 4K. Somebody like that becomes a lot more viable if you are spending up for Luka Doncic. Yeah, yeah don't mind that. There's uh, some value in the next few games I think that we can get to. Uh, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Starting off with the Nick or the Knicks. At the Jazz here, we have a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Jazz are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Still wild seeing them as favorites. I, I just did not expect to see that much at all this year. And, of course, they're absolutely crushing it. 230.5 total here for the Knicks. Mitch Robb out. For the Jazz, nothing important. Let's start off with the Knicks. Am I crazy for liking a lot of guys in this game? No, I don't think you are. And for me, it's pretty site-dependent which guys that I like. Um, somebody like a Jalen Brunson, 7,400 on FanDuel. I don't think I'd have a problem with it, but it's not really a target for me. But 6,800 on on DraftKings all of a sudden is very appealing. Whereas a guy like Julius Randle, I think he's fine on DraftKings at 8,100. But I'd much rather play him on FanDuel where he's 7,500. Isaiah Hartenstein, if he starts, which I think he should here, I think it will be one of my favorite plays on the slate just in terms of a mid-range value. Um, And then if he doesn't start, if we see Jericho Sims in there again, you can take a shot on Sims, but I think I'd probably rather take a shot on Obi Toppin if Sims is in the starting lineup. If it's Hartenstein, though, I don't think you play either of them and Hartenstein becomes a really good play. Um, RJ Barrett is... Decent, he's fine. I don't think he'll be a main target for me, but I wouldn't talk you off of him. For me, it's mostly just wanting to monitor that big position. Brunson on DraftKings, Randall on FanDuel. I I mean, I like Brunson. I don't mind Randall. Hartenstein, if he gets a start, I like him. But I I like Barrett in this spot. Like, fast-paced, high-scoring game here. Like, I feel like this could be a Barrett spot here. 6,400. This game should end up staying close. It'll be in the high 30s in terms of minutes. He can put up a 40-point game. He's had a few of them recently in games that have actually stayed close. He's going to shoot, I think, a lot in this spot here. I like Barrett. I really like Barrett. Um, 
this will be the game where he ends up putting up a ceiling game because I say this. My thing with him at 6,400 is like he absolutely could get there with a 40 point game. But even on it, like, I still don't think a 40 point game is like, oh God, I don't have RJ Barrett today. Now I can't make any money. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know with both Brunson and Randall and Barrett, all three of them in the lineup, if he's got that big ceiling of 50 points which I get on a five-game slate, you may not need that much. It's just I don't know if I'm – there's other guys in that range that I feel like I'll be afraid if they have a ceiling game if I don't have them, and I'm not sure if R.J. Barrett is going to be that guy. I just don't know if he's got that, like, 8, 9, 10x ceiling on on, on that price tag. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, it's more that I just love the matchup, and I just – I'm trying to find ways to get guys in there because, I mean, how often do you see the Knicks with a 230 total in their game? And it's supposed to be close, but, I mean, we'll see. I, I think I prefer Barrett to Brunson partially, but in a game stack, I'm probably throwing both those two in pretty often, if depending on the site. Um, over on the Utah side of things, I mean, I don't know, Clarkson, Markinen, Vanderbilt, Olenek, if you really want to, Sexton, Beasley, like, they run pretty deep here. And this is kind of where I'm looking at for value in game stack. Like Sexton or Beasley, I think both could be in play. We're looking for guys to kind of spend up for Luca, to spend up for Durant, to spend up for Morant. Um, I think that Sexton, Beasley could both end up being decent pieces in this one. I mean, obviously their floor is pretty low, but they could end up with a solid outing here. Um, but realistically, outside of Conley, I, I'm kind of interested in everyone as a game stack. I'm probably going to stack this up multiple different ways. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In a game stack situation, I'd be very interested in Conley. I'd be very, I'd be somewhat interested in Olenek. Very interested in Jared Vanderbilt. And then Laurie Markinen as a spend-up in this game stack, I think as it would be a good contrarian play that nobody's going to get to. He's just, who the heck this who the heck is this Laurie Markinen? He's been getting 20 shots a game, and he's been producing with it since uh, going to Utah. So he's someone I'd consider in game stacks. And then on drafting specifically, Sexton and Beasley, I think are both really good plays, especially Malik Beasley, 4,200. I think at this point, he's one of the better value plays we have on the slate. Over on FanDuel, where Beasley's 5,400 and Sexton's 5K, I think I'd probably rather just spend up to Conley if, I want, if I'm getting somewhere someone from here. But uh, on DraftKings, I really like those price tags. Yeah, and I mean, if you really want to, if you need the salary savings, I mean, THT has been putting up 
20 plus points a game for the last four. Obviously, not playing a ton of minutes. He's just been hyper efficient in those times. Why he's still 3400? But I mean, if if you have to go studs and duds, then I, I think THT is moderately interesting, um, just because of the amount of usage he's getting in those short amount of minutes. But yeah, yeah, moving on to the next game, we got the Nets going up against the Kings. Nets, Claxton is probable, looking like he's going to play. Ben Simmons is questionable. Don't know if he'll end up playing uh, on the Kings side of things. Nothing really there. Uh, start off with Brooklyn. I mean, obviously Durant. Durant could end up with a mass batting. I know he hasn't been great without Kyrie in the uh, in the offense, but he's put up a few decent games here. Has 60-plus point ceiling. 11.2K. Do I prefer Luka? Maybe slightly, but I like this game environment. It should be super high scoring. What is the total right now for this game? I didn't see it earlier. 224. That seems low. Does that seem low to you? Yes, it does, but I am also curious how much of that is just – like, it feels very low. This would be my favorite or second favorite game stack of the night with the last game of the night. Um, but, uh, it feels low, but I wonder how much of that is because with this point for Brooklyn, we have Claxton questionable, Simmons questionable, Curry questionable, Watanabe questionable. It shouldn't really matter as long as they have Kevin Durant in, but I'm curious with this being in Sacramento and Brooklyn. and Curry are both uh, probable right now, it looks like. Oh, are they, they probably, okay. My apologies. I looked at the stupid Q tag on DraftKings. I should have known better. So then, yeah, I got nothing. I don't know why this is such a low total. This would be – I'm more of a DFS guy than a betting guy, unlike you. But at first look, this would be one of my favorite overs on the, on the day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might end up hitting that tonight. Um, in fact, eh, I'll, I'll hit it after the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, do you have my – if Simmons ends, up, Simmons ends up playing 5,700, do you have any interest in him? No, I really don't like unless he's starting and playing 30 plus minutes and has a good therapist that taught him how to regain his confidence. I'm out on Ben Simmons. Like until that happens, I'm just I'm out because if he's playing under 20 minutes or even just 25 minutes or under, I don't think he has a ceiling that will get close to beating me. And so I'm not worried about playing him if he is in I would be interested. I was like, so Durant is my favorite spend up on the slate. He's the most important spend up to me with at over a thousand dollars discount to Luca. Um, like you mentioned, he hasn't been great without Irving, but Sacramento's not playing any defense. It's going to be a fast paced game. If we get Simmons out, I think things all of a sudden get interesting to maybe even take shots on uh, somebody like a Cam Thomas, who's been getting more minutes lately. Even, if Simmons is in, in GPPs, I think you can still take a shot on Cam Thomas. But especially if Simmons is out, I think he gets more interesting. And then the value, like, uh, Ed, like Edmund Sumner, I think, is even an interesting value play on this slate. Like, maybe you want to try and do something crazy and get up Luca and Kevin Durant in your lineup. Or just in a game stack of this game, $3,600 Edmund Sumner, who you can play at the power forward, or sorry, the small forward or point guard position. Maybe he can get you 30 points. Like, that could be huge on a five-game slate. So Sumner, I think, is interesting for value. Thomas, I think, is interesting for value. Both of those guys, especially if Simmons is out, maybe a little less if Simmons is in. 
Royce O'Neal, I think, is a strong mid-range play. Claxton, I think, can be a very good GPP play, and Kevin Durant's the best spend up on the slate. Yeah, well said. I agree. Um, looking at the Sacramento side of things, I mean, I, I feel like I want to play almost everyone's bonus coming off a great game. Fox struggled a little bit in the last game, but still has 60-point upside. He's just going to the rim at will pretty much every single game. Her has been solid in this offense so far. Again, good matchup going up against Brooklyn. Keegan Murray has been solid. We need some value. He's 4,800. I feel like that's a little bit too low. I mean, all four of those guys, I think, are very, very solid plays, and guys will kind of mix in and out in my game stacks here. Yeah, I'm with you there. And the other thing I do, especially, I think, on DraftKings for this team would be, like, I'd set a rule that I would only want a maximum of, like, so especially on DraftKings where these guys are cheaper, I'd set a rule on line page Q. I'd want a maximum of one Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, Malik Monk. But then I'd also bump their projections way up and make sure I'm getting probably exactly one of those guys because I don't know who the answer is. HQ to have exactly one of I know them. I can I just don't know if I want to do that yet like so that's like a potential that's a maybe thing it's like I'm either just going to bump up their projection or do a Mac or do a, I want one of these guys the one thing I would do is I'd just probably add I'd, I'd go to the um players per team section of lineup HQ and I'd make sure I have at least one Sacramento King so that if I don't have one of those guys in my lineups, I do have Sabonis or Fox. I think that's how I'd play it. I mean, you can also go in depending on how much you actually want in your lineup. The easiest way to do that is like, all right, 20% Herter, 20% Murray, 20% mm -hmm. Barnes, 20% Monk, and then put at most one per lineup. And I'll get heavily over that on Fox and Sabonis, but I think that's what I'd want to do on Herder, Murray, Barnes, Monk, is I don't know which one of these guys is going to get the 30-plus minutes and have a good game, but one of them will. Yeah, Maybe two of them. And so that's why I don't know for sure I'd want to set it at one. Maybe it would be two. But um, at least one of them is going to have a very good game. Yeah, no, I full-on agree. One of these guys is going to go off for a pretty decent game and – Fox and Sabonis can just go off for a massive game at any given time. I like both of them. I don't know if I want to play them too often in both outside of a full-on game stack, bringing it back with Durant, but then it's just so tough to find enough value outside of that where it might not really be might not really be possible. Um, I'm, so. I'm going to take a peek right now and see how possible that is to put in Fox, Sabonis, and Durant. What is going on here? I'm clicking Fox and Sabonis's name. So you have 4.16 per player after that, which, I mean, you can do it. I mean, we'll you see that's, I think, where all of a sudden you just mix in Herder, Monk, Sumner, O'Neal, and you just full-on game stack that one, Beasley. and I think that gets very interesting. Yeah, you can, you can throw in plenty of guys. You got Beasley, you got Sexton, throw in THT if you really want to. Like, you, you can make it work. And you can almost just like make your entire lineup from guys from this game. And on a five game slate, if this hits it overtime, that's how you win a GPP. Yeah, yeah definitely don't mind that. We got the last game of the night, the late night hammer. We got the Spurs going up against the Blazers here. Uh, seven and a half point spread. Blazers are a favorite. 224.5 total here. Um, Spurs. Are they on the second of a back-to-back? I can't remember. They are. This is kind of a crazy stat this week, is there are 
five different teams that only play two games this week. The Spurs play five games this week. Oh, beautiful NBA scheduling. Got, got, gotta love it. Um, for the Portland side of things, Nurk is questionable. Keon Johnson is questionable. Justice Windows-Low is questionable. Let's start this off with the Spurs. I rarely get them right, but Trey Jones was out in the last game due to stomach illness, late scratch. Who knows if he'll end up playing this game, but let's go start off. Who do you have interest in from the Spurs side of things? You said you really like this game stack. Yeah, so this is something that is especially dependent on if we get some guys out for for Portland who has been sitting a lot of guys lately. And so in a bit of a cake matchup at home against San Antonio, I could potentially see that happening. But on the San Antonio side, Devin Vassell is one of my favorite plays on the slate with or without Trey Jones, without Trey Jones especially. If Trey Jones is out, I would probably lock uh, Devin Vassell in just because he'd be one of my favorite upside plays on the slate. But even with Jones in, I don't mind him. And then if we get Jones out, guys like Josh Richardson become very strong plays, but he's also a guy that has missed some times this year. So with it being a back-to-back, maybe you get him out. This is a game that we will see value in. And I don't know where necessarily that value is right now because it's a back-to-back, but just looking at this like it's the night before, a $4,200 Josh Richardson is probably the best value on the slate if Trey Jones is out in this point. Devin Vassell would be my favorite upside tournament play. And even guys like Charles Bassey or Jeremy Sochan, Sohan would be interesting to me in tournaments if they're going to be getting mid-30s minutes on type of things and uh, at below 4K. So um, this is a, a game that I'm going to be very interested to find value from. I just don't necessarily know where that value is yet. Yeah, no, I definitely think you can throw them in in game stack. I definitely think you can throw them in at one-offs. I don't mind that at all. Right there with you, the Vassal. He's a guy that I've been betting on a ton this season and just keeps making me boatloads of money. Um, but yeah, and right there with you on the Portland side of things. Uh, like Grant's been on an absolute tear, and it doesn't make sense to me. I've been betting against it pretty much the entire time. He's lost me a lot of money. Um, any interest in him and anyone else in this lineup? Yeah, I like Jeremy Grant, but a lot of it hinges on Yusuf Nurkic's availability. If Nurkic is in, then that would take away some of my interest in Jeremy Grant, um, and it would lower my interest in guys like Lillard and Josh Hart, etc. But if we get Nurkic, Winslow, Keon Johnson, if all these guys happen to be out, then I think that opens the door for Grant to be a very good mid-range play, Lillard to be a strong contrarian spend-up play, but especially on FanDuel where he's only 9K. Um, and then it also opens the door for Drew Eubanks to be one of the top value plays on the entire slate. Uh, last game, uh, even with Jeremy Grant back uh, and uh, and Yusuf Nurkic still out, Eubanks played 33 minutes, which was more than the 27 minutes uh he played uh, the week, the game before with uh, um, Nurkic and Grant out. So I think that would open the door for Eubanks to be one of the stronger value plays on the slates. It would make Trenton Watford an interesting tournament play if you're running 150. And I think it would also make a guy like Nasir Little become somewhat interesting for tournaments if all of those guys were to be out as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, we kind of have to wait on injuries for this one, but Nurk is definitely the big one with Eubanks and Watford potentially being massive value plays on the slate. I don't know who will end up getting more uh, ownership. I would guess probably Eubanks. Um, fortunately, we're, we should have news, not maybe not prior to lock, but more than likely before the third game of the night starts and maybe before the second game of the night starts. But – I don't know. I think I, I think I might end up rolling with Jeremy Grant this one. I mean, I love riding a hot streak, and the the usage has just been fantastic, and the minutes have been fantastic in recent games. We've been talking about all the content we've been putting out, stuff like that. I've been having busy nights. You've been having busy mornings. My thought after looking at this slate was, wow, there's a hundred k to first for in the five five dollar and fifty five tournament on FanDuel. It's only a five game slate. I've seen lots of interesting value ways to get different on this slate. This is a fun one to run one fifty. I might have to do that tomorrow today. Technically, apologies. And I'm on crunch time with Dre this and Roth this evening, so maybe running one fifty while on crunch time may not be the smartest decision. I mean, we've all done that before. I've, I've had. Many times we're on crunch time and I'm like, well, let's see how good I am at multitasking. And I mean, with I'm pretty sure with being on with Dre, he's a big tournament guy. I think I'm going to end up being the meansy on that show. And so if I'm talking through all the core plays and cash and everything like that, that might be a tough go. But we'll see. We'll see how much time I can devote to my lineups throughout the day. But uh, on the surface right now with what we know, Brooklyn-Sacramento, it's my favorite game to, uh, to stack. It's my favorite game overall. But I really think this Spurs-Portland game and then even the Memphis-New Orleans game, but that one we're going to know about early and that's going to pick up more ownership because of it. I think this Spurs-Pelicans uh, game is going to be the way to really get different and uh, find some really strong spots for tournaments. Yeah, it's interesting. We have five games. One, I have no interest in stacking, but injury or sitting on the second of a back-to-back any number of guys could end up changing that and the rest of the four are just great game stacks especially new orleans if uh, zion ends up sitting but let's play the morning grind game and then get on out of here i don't remember it too well uh favorite play under 5k to 7x who's your who's your chief guy at this moment right here let's go with josh richardson I like that. I'm going to go with Malik Beasley. Um, over 8K to under 5X. Who's your spend-up bust? Spend-up bust on this slate. I'm going to roll with Paul George. Darn it, you still my guy. I'm going to go with... Ah, this is tough. I'm going to go with Julius Randle. Um, don't love it, but just... That's guy was right, left. Uh, favorite 6X play on the slate. Devin Vassell. Still my guy again. Um, <laughs> makes it tough. Put these people in your lineups, guys. When we're picking the same people, that's when you know you can just X out Paul George in your DK builds, and you can press the walk button on Devin Vassell. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kevin Herter. Um, GPP, favorite GPP play? Favorite GPP play or let's get weird play, if you will. I remember the name of that one. Yeah, Let's go. It's been, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been on with Stevie for NBA. Let's roll with. Go with Lori Markinen. 
I like it. I'm going to go with R.J. Barrett going for 60 here. Um, any last-minute thoughts before we get on out of here? Nope. That's about it. You can find me on Twitter, TJ underscore Zwarich5, Z-W-A-R-Y-C-H-5. I'm always talking fantasy sports and movies and TV. I review and in, do interviews for movies and TV shows over with, at agentsofandom.com. So you can find my stuff there. And then I'll be on Crunch Time tonight with Dre and Roth breaking down this slate and talking about all this injury news a few hours later when we know about all of it. Yeah, good stuff. All right, guys. It's been fun. We're out of here. Flare kids! <laughs>